We're so glad that you're here and part of this and uh, just believe that uh, uh, God is really doing something through all of this. Uh, uh, I believe that uh, when I read scripture and what I see is that uh, God takes advantage of every situation and every scenario that we find ourselves in that he's able to do that. So as we uh, look into the word this morning, I just appreciated that song that we started with and the exhortation from Jonathan about, you know, praise is the highway and how Paul and Silas, when they were in prison, uh, did just that. And, um, and then, you know, Patricia's prayer about, you know, dethroning the sickness, you know, that we as the people of God, as the church, have the authority to do that. And we take that authority by prayer and by voicing it out. And, and then the other aspect of her prayer was, how, how, we, how do we call people back to him? We know people are fearful. We know people are being challenged today. You may even be challenged today. Maybe some of your family members are challenged today. But uh, we call people back to the goodness of God. And uh, we can do that. So as we look in this morning, we've been on a series of messages, you in five years, and I hope you've been challenged like I have through this, um, but it's been a lot of fun, and we saw the first week, you know, the, the question was, is who uh, do I want to be in five years from now, and uh, am I heading in that right direction? And then the second thing that we saw in the series, the question we had was not who, but why is it so difficult to change? And we brought out the whole idea of the inertia and how that impacts us and, uh, and how that even in the, uh, uh, the example of Elijah and Elisha, where Elisha killed his oxen and burned them and then uh, uh, set on his route to follow Elijah. Uh, and then we saw... Uh, on uh, the third week, we looked at how are we going to change? How are we going to do this? So we break through, uh, but then we see with Elisha's story that um, he, we break through, but then he follows Elijah step by step. And part of the challenge of how we're going to change is not this miracle moment, but the, the change is going to come uh, as we uh, learn to take one doable step at a time. And that's what we have been talking about and uh, asking the Holy Spirit to quicken us uh, in this process. The fourth week, this week, today, we're going to try to answer the question of when are we going to find time? And I think we can probably all relate to that very well when we think about change and transformation. The issue becomes now time. When are we going to find time in our lives to take these steps of actions that are going to move us toward uh, where we want to be in five years? And that's been the goal. The title of the message is Evening to Morning. Evening to Morning. And, and I want to explain that just a little bit more uh, in just a moment. But before I do, I want to just challenge us to uh, understand that we've actually been brainwashed. And, and part of my goal today is not to brainwash you, but to unbrainwash you. And so uh, if we're having a little bit, bit of te technical difficulties here, we're working on it. Uh, and uh, appreciate the team doing that. Uh, so this week, you know, we're going to look at 
just maybe how have we been brainwashed? And as I thought about this, I, I thought about the fact that we were kind of raised, many of us, on a daytimer planning setup. And uh, there's different names for that, but we were told, you know, get up and take this eight hours that you have and plan it out and do everything right. And I looked up at some of the top uh, planners or daily planners for 2019, and I got kind of a little bit of a chuckle out of some of the names. You know, one of them was Happy Planner. I don't know about that one for me. Some people are there, but not me. Best Self Journal. There's another one. Or here's one, She Plans. Oh, boy. Uh, And then uh, the Hustle Daily Planner. Uh, And then the other one is Daily Greatness Planner. And then there's another one that's called... uh, Bloom Daily Vision Planner. Now, hopefully you're not using one of those that I'm sort of making fun of here this morning. Uh, But then I looked at, for well, what are the best planners for 2020? And one of them is called Block Daily Planner. Another one is Power Sheets. Now, I don't know what that means, but Power Sheets, uh, Intentional Goal Planning. Another one is uh, uh, Infinite Agenda Daily Planner slash Vision board. And, and so uh, it, it takes as much to get that. And the other is called the JAG 2020. Uh, and there's one called Life Planner. And uh, this is probably the best one ever. No Problema Planner. No Problema Planner. And so I think that we may have put a bit too much focus. And again, I said brainwashed because as we get into the word, I think you're going to see what I'm saying here is that uh, when, when God started things, when God created things in the beginning, we're going to find out that he actually created them uh, a little bit different than the way we're living them out now. Uh, he planned things from evening to morning. And, and you'll see, I think, a greater difference uh, in your life if you can capture what I'm saying this morning. Uh, but it is a bit of a brain twister because we've been so brainwashed. Uh, part of it is that, you know, one of the sayings I remember uh, hearing a lot is we can be so busy making a living that we don't make a life. How many have heard that statement? Okay, if you're in, in, in your home, you can raise your hand or you can say something. Okay, good deal. Uh, I see that hand. And, uh, but, you know, we've said that, and, I, and as I thought about that, you know, we can be so busy making a living that we uh, don't make a life. I, I agree with that statement. Um, But I wonder if we can be so busy planning this kingdom that we don't plan for his kingdom. We don't plan for his kingdom. And Revelation chapter 11 and verse 15, Revelation chapter 11 and verse 15 says this, the kingdoms of this world, this kingdom, this world have become the kingdoms of our Lord. So something's changing. There's a transition happening. He said his kingdom would come on earth as it is in heaven, and we all anticipate that second coming of of Christ and to see that happen. And so uh, God God does want us to walk, I think, closer and more consistent than we ever have with him. I think we've uh, fallen a little bit into religion. That's very easy for all of us to do. Fallen in a little bit of a religion with our, even with our walk with God. But he wants to change that. And I believe if you can capture what I'm saying this morning, that it will literally uh, turn you around. It has been turning me around 
uh, since I've been working on this over the last number of weeks, and I hope it does for all of us. Uh, as we look at the message, evening to morning, the, the phrase comes from the very first book, the very first chapter in the Bible, and it's found in Genesis chapter 1, verses 1 to 5. So if you have your Bible or uh, a tablet of some sort, I suppose you can't use your tablet at the moment. Uh, if you have your Bible, you maybe turn to Genesis chapter 1, verses 1 to 5. And let me read this to us out of the King James, uh, New King James Bible. It says this, In the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form, and it was void, and darkness was on the face of the earth. So technically what we just read was that everything here started in darkness. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters, and then God said, let there be light, and there was light. And God saw that the light was good, and God divided the light from the darkness, and God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. Now look at this here. The evening and the morning were the first day. The evening and the morning was the first day. So the establishment of the very first day began with the evening, not with the morning as we know it. And that's what we want to kind of look at, and that's part of that, that brainwashing change. We know that um, uh, the, the Jewish community have always viewed the day starting in the evening, and they start all their holidays and all their sacred days in the evening. It's always been part of that plan. And so it's, it's good for us to maybe take a look at this this morning, and as I go through some thoughts and some ideas, uh, again, I think they can change your life forever in such an amazing way. And, and a lot of that would have to do with how you walk with God and how you really plan your day from the very beginning of the day and not the middle or the end of the day like we traditionally do it. So let's just say the average time of the sun going down would be considered 6 p.m. And then let's just say, and, uh, and, and we obviously know with time changes and season changes that this does change, but let's just say for the sake of simplicity that it, 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 it goes down, the sun goes down at 6 p.m. and it comes up at 8 a.m. And that gives us a total of about 14 hours, 14 hours. And, and when we look at this particular block of time, it's usually a block of time that we don't put our best focus on. We usually put our focus back on that daily plan or that uh, daytime or that what am I going to do all day long as opposed to maybe how should I be planning this day that I have uh, right there in front of me that begins in God's economy and God's thinking and God's mind. And of course, we live with the calendar we live with, so I'm not asking you to you know, pick it against it. But, but the reality is, is what if we can get our mindset here so that we can find this new way of connecting with God? And I believe it will give us the time that we need to do the step-by-steps that we need to take to have a life that we want to have in and, 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 and five years as we've been uh, sort of earmarking for us. And so the, 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 the sun goes down, okay, at approximately six, and we'll just say for the sake of time, eight o'clock in the morning. And this should be what I'm saying is the time that we should be more fixated on than our daily planning time in the, in the daytime hours as we would understand it. And then we would also realize that uh, most of us do put our focus on that 8 to 6 p.m., 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. time limit. And in actuality, it's the part of our day that we really have the least
least amount of control over. That's when we have to set appointments. We've got to get Billy to soccer. We've got to uh, go to the grocery store. We have all these things that we have to do. We have time. We have appointments. We have work. We have meetings. We have the craziest days. I mean, most of us would probably agree with that. You start out even with your uh, super-duper day planner, but something gets in the way and messes that day up and oftentimes messes up your whole day because of that. And, and, and so, so what I'm saying, uh, that, it, that if we can change our focus over to evening to morning, then I believe that we will see things completely different and things will technically go different for us. I think the confusion and the frustration and the disappointments that I've experienced in life have been exactly trying to plan my day during the day. In other words, I keep setting my schedule. Uh, I can't tell you how many different types of day planners that I've tried and, and none of them are, there just must not be any good because none of them work. And, uh, you know, I've just done it over and over just to the point of frustration. And, and, and I want us to maybe switch our uh, perspective today from the area of, uh, 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 that we have the most effectiveness in, and I'm saying that that is from uh, uh, the evening to the morning. So let's just pray, and let's ask the Holy Spirit just to open our eyes to this, because it really is a bit of a a brain twister. It really is a challenge to do. And, uh, and so if, if we can do it, I think you'll be amazed at it. I've been trying it and it really is good. So Father, today we pray for the Holy Spirit just to come upon really our hearts and minds and spirits, God. We don't want to try another gimmick. We don't want to try another day planner. Father, we want to try your way. And I pray that as each one of us steps into it, Father, and especially during this time that we can do that, we're at home, we have time to do it, uh, that, Father, that uh, you would just quicken our hearts and quicken our minds and help us, God, to anchor our evenings and our mornings so that the rest of our day would go well. Father, we love you and we honor you and we bless you in Jesus' name, amen. So as we look into this now, I want to just give us a couple steps, two ways that we can do this. And the first one's going to uh, seemingly uh, be maybe a little bit simple, but, uh, but in reality, it's actually very critical. And the number one way that uh, we can begin to change our thinking is to just get sleep, to get sleep. How many would agree that uh, sleep is <laughs> maybe not the greatest thing in the world? It doesn't work that well for us. And, and I'm going to show us why here in just a moment. But uh, your body needs sleep. And even in the natural, what you'll find is that uh, you're, during, while you're sleeping, your body is healing itself. It's rejuvenating itself. All these things are happening to it. And so that's why it's so important for us to get Sleep. Well, why is it so hard to get sleep? Why is it so hard to get sleep? Excuse me. Well, his name, the one that made it a struggle, is Thomas Edison. December 31st, 1879, he created the light bulb. And ever since that time, our, our sleeping hours have been reducing. Believe it or not, in 1879, people were spending 10 hours sleeping. How many feel that that would really refresh you? 
How many have no idea? You've never been that close to it, you know? But, but it really is, and, and, and it's been since the invention of this light bulb that our time of sleep has been reduced. And, and from, from, from 1879 to today, from 10 hours a night sleep, the average is six hours and 51 minutes. And some of you might even say, I don't even get that. And, and, and I want to give us some ideas and let us see why, why we're not getting that. And of course, we, we could go further than Thomas Edison, and we could talk now about Bill Gates and Steve Jobs and what they've created for us in light of losing sleep. They created what's called the blue screen. And the blue screen comes in, and what that does to our sleep patterns and our body's ability to produce melatonin, which is the, uh, the, 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 uh, uh, the chemical in our body that allows us to go to sleep. It actually technically begins or is supposed to begin uh, creating in your body this ability to go to sleep two hours before you go to sleep. But the blue light shortcuts it. It cuts it off. It, it stops it from turning on. So sometimes you wonder, well, why do I, you know, I'm, I'm so tired and I go lay down in my bed and I just can't get to sleep. Why? Because the natural melatonin that should be functioning for your sleep has been cut off through uh, looking at your iPhone and staying on your computer or really even uh, watching movies too late. And, and action movies that just throw things into your brain. It throws your brain out of sync because it used to be there was no light, so the average time of sleep was 10 hours. People would just work until it was time to go to bed, and they'd sit around the fire maybe, have a little bit of food, sit around the fire, tell some stories, sing some songs, and go to bed, and, and they'd be able to sleep 10 hours. Now, we want to know what he's talking about, I'm sure. There's a, there's a lady, Sue uh, Midnick, who's an associate press professor of psychology at UCI Riverside, and this is what her studies have conclusively linked sleeplessness to the excuse me, sleeplessness to irritability, anger, depression, and mental exhaustion. Just sleeplessness, just you not getting enough sleep puts those things in your life. And sometimes you wonder, man, why do I get so irritable? Why am I so depressed? Well, a lot of it does have to do with your lack of sleep. <clears throat> your lack of sleep causes you to not eat well. And, 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 and it, it creates an anxiety inside of your system that doesn't allow you to even digest your food well. And so when we look at this whole issue of sleep, we need to realize how important it is and, and how many of us just don't get it. We just don't get it. We just don't get the amount of sleep. We don't get what they say the, the standard amount of sleep that you should have would be eight hours. I don't remember the last time I had eight hours sleep. Anybody here? You know, it just doesn't happen. And, <clears throat> and yet I think if we can... Uh, see the pattern of Scripture that we're going to point out here this morning, it could very well change that. It could very well change that. Without enough sleep, you are more susceptible to sickness. Why do I get sick a lot? Well, maybe I'm not sleeping a lot. They did a study of 14 people. And of these 14 people, uh, for I believe it was two weeks, they took the, 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 the seven that 
slept seven hours or less, and there's seven of them that slept seven hours or more. And they put them through the same routines every day, every day, every day. And at the end of that 14 days, they did a test. They called them in and had questions with them. But they, re, they released in that particular setting in that room, they released the rhinovirus. Okay? That sounds pretty wicked, doesn't it? Well, it's just really the common cold, so relax. But they released this rhinovirus, and the ones that were sleeping less got the sniffles and had the impact of that sickness much higher than the ones that got plenty of sleep. And so it, it, we just see so much about this whole concept and the importance of sleep, but yet sometimes it just seems so hard to get that sleep. We set alarms uh, when we should get up, but maybe we should start setting alarms when we should go to bed. Maybe it's just time to just reverse this a little bit. <clears throat> and we, uh, I think what, what the yeah, purpose in the scriptures, excuse me, the purpose in the scriptures from starting with uh, the evening is that we would begin to prepare as the sun comes down, approximately six o'clock, we would say, hey, I'm about to start my day. <clears throat> How am I going to best start my day? Well, I'm going to do that, number one, by preparing to go to sleep. That's a good plan. I like that idea. So now I'm thinking, okay, I'm starting my day, and how am I going to do that? Every day is 24 hours. Well, I'm going to start it by preparing myself. And, I, you know, the simple things really, you know, cutting out caffeine and, uh, and, and cutting out uh, the social media, the, the, the phone and so forth. You wonder why your kids wake up looking so tired. Most of them stay up on the phone till midnight and then they can't get to sleep because, again, it's knocking out the melatonin that's supposed to help them get the best sleep. And, we, and, and so it, isn't, it, doesn't, it won't hurt you to put time limits on those. And just like you would stop drinking caffeine, you would start backing away from, you'd start backing away from the media that is part of what's keeping you awake. And, and, uh, and again, let me just uh, say this. It, it's, uh, it's important for us to get sleep and to let it be good sleep. I'm going to go to the second one, and then I'm going to come back and talk to you about how we can get that sleep uh, in just a moment. The second one is that you, uh, when, when, you, when you go to sleep, you, or when you, when, you, when you go to sleep, you then go deep, from sleep to deep. So we plan that first part from about 6 or 7 p.m., we start planning for sleep through different means, then we get our sleep. Then we wake up, and now we have the best time of our day. Your mind is the most alert. I know some of you, uh, what you would say, uh, night people wouldn't think that, but your mind is actually the most alert and most creative is within about an hour of you waking up. And so when we, when we realize that, all of a sudden we realize, wow, deep in which way? How am I going to go deep in the morning? Well, we're going to talk about three ways. I think you go deep spiritually. I think you go deep physically, and I think you go deep creatively. And, and uh, so if we start with uh, spiritually, we really, we see Adam doing that. We see Adam doing that. Adam actually starts in the cool of the night, and he connects with God. The Bible says that he met with God in the cool 
of the day. Excuse me, not the night's cool of the day. And, and so we know that the cool of the day is the beginning of the evening. And that's when he seemed to connect with God and talk with God and to uh, really uh, have this deeper walk connection. Remember, after he sinned, God came after him and said, hey, where are you? You know, I'm looking for you. And they had hidden themselves. But that shows us that there was this consistent, regular meeting with God in the cool of the night where Adam and Eve just connected with God at a spiritual level and, and really uh, made that relationship strong. And the second thing is that we need to go deep physically. And again, we could spend a lot of time on this. You know, much of this, you can just kind of Google, but physically would have to do with exercise. It would have to do with exercise. What type of exercise plan do you have in your life? You realize that the two uh, heaviest medications that we see now being given out so freely is, uh, is Prozac and Ritalin. And, and, and Prozac, uh, it... it, it uh, helps your mood and Ritalin helps your focus. And, and yet with exercise, your body will create both of those things. It will help you with your mood and it will help you with your focus because it creates the chemical reaction in your body that comes to play. And I just wonder, and we know sometimes that medications uh, prescribed rightly are okay, but I wonder if maybe as being the most over-medicated nation in the world that maybe we're just taking some of those too quick. Maybe we can just put a little bit of a plan in our life physically to put a plan together. And so my question would be for us today, do you have some type of an exercise plan set for your life? Or have you just determined if I can't do it big, I'm not going to do it at all? You know, go big or stay at home. You know, or do you have some kind of a simple plan that might be, as we spoke of before, uh, of having, uh, you know, just make your goal one push-up. And you do that every single day. It's a, a plan that you can't fail at, and it, but it'll get you started and you will grow from that point because, again, as we stated before, sometimes before, that it begins to reprogram your thinking. And then the third aspect of of this would be that we would grow in our uh, that we would uh, go grow in our creative endeavors our creative endeavors again speaking about this time place that we have a few hours before we go to sleep and a few hours when we get up could potentially be our greatest creative moments and when I say creative uh, endeavors I'm not speaking about for work I'm not speaking about for anything but for yourself and so we're taking this time here, this time slot that we've kind of just wrote off and put everything into the daytime hours, and we are, uh, we are taking this time slot down. We're going to say, okay, how can I make this work to my advantage? How can I make this time slot be the best part of my day? Starting at the evening and begin to put, a, put together a plan, and again, I'll have a few points here in just a moment, put together a plan that begins to prepare you for your sleep. Get a better sleep, and it'll happen with a little bit of time, and then wake up and utilize those first few hours. Most people today, and most people that I've talked to, and, and I've, I've fallen into the habit also, I get up at the beginning of the day, and you look at your phone, and you see what who's... What, 
well, who, who's, who's wanting to get a hold of me? And by the time you're done, especially if you go to Facebook, you're kind of upset already. You know, you're, just, you're mad. You set the pace for your whole day, and now your mind is off over here being wasted on these different thoughts, or you start texting back, or whatever the case may be. Uh, but it totally distracts and takes you away from your day. And so, obviously, we will get to that point, but it will be to... Uh, realize that uh, we, we what, what, what they say is, and what many are saying now, is that you really cannot multitask. And this is the problem. You got your phone here, you got your computer here, you got your book here, you got your day planner there, you, you're trying to do all these things. And what they say through research, which is amazing with what they can do by hooking a few wires to your brain, is they can see what happens when you go from one thing to the next thing to the next thing. It, 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 they call it the hook. So if I'm looking at my social media and I immediately turn over to my calendar, then I still have a hook into my social media, and now I have a hook into my calendar. If I jump to something else because somebody calls me or texts me, now I have another hook here, and so I'm, I'm be, being stretched out in all these different directions, not able, able to ever focus and concentrate and accomplish one thing well. Why am I frustrated at the end of the day? I didn't accomplish what I knew I could have, or I didn't accomplish what I knew I should have. But we, we come to this point where we begin to realize that what we do with this time slot that I'm talking about, because just, just, just move looking at your, 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 your um, mail and media and all of that to the day slot, and you'll be more ready for it. You'll be more prepared for it. And so it's important for us to understand uh, this. So let me give us just a briefly a just a, a five-step plan to go deep. How can we start going deep? How can we get deeper with the Lord through this process? How can we take this 14 hours that isn't under the time clock of meetings and work and and and, and everything else and make the best use of it? Well, first. Uh, you, you need to make a plan. You need to make a plan, and and that plan starts by you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna get good sleep. You're gonna prepare before you sleep. You're gonna start thinking. Okay, now's about the time. It takes this amount of time for uh, caffeine to wear off. I think it's four hours. It takes this you know a couple hours for uh, blue light to get out of your system so that your brain can begin to create. Uh, melatonin again. It, it's, it takes all these things. So now I'm going to have a plan. Okay. Uh, and we all know when we fail to plan uh, that we plan on failing. And so I'm going to make a plan now to where I really begin to prepare for sleep because it's the beginning of my day and sleep is a part of that. I'm going to begin to prepare for my sleep and I'm going to do that in a number of ways. I'm going to stop eating so late that's a bad one for me. Uh, I'm going to stop watching some of the movies. Uh, I'm going to stop uh, maybe drinking coffee earlier. Uh, and, and I'm going to start shutting things down around me so that I can uh, begin to prepare for my day. Now, I believe that if, we, if you can capture what I'm saying, that when you get strengthened and courage and built up from evening to morning, 
that the rest of that day is going to go very well for you. The second thing, in, and this is important, and you know, I, uh, I, I'm, my, my wife's here, so I have to tell the truth. I don't journey quite like I, journal quite like I do. But number two is to journal. And uh, I used to journal. I have uh, tons of uh, spiral notebooks that I've journaled in. And, uh, and, and, uh, but I didn't realize how important it was. But as I began to do this study and this research, uh, that I began to find out that journaling actually will help reduce stress in your life. It helps improve your immune function. It keeps your memory sharp. It boosts your mood, and it actually strengthens your emotional functions. There's, there's journal after journal that has been done concerning uh, journaling, and uh, it's important maybe for us to maybe consider that, just to get a notepad by your bedside, and as you wrap up the evening, that you would begin to uh, maybe write down some thoughts. What, what's going through your mind? What's going through your heart? Uh, did I, you know, what have I... Uh, what have I done this day? And, you know, if, if I've sinned, Lord, how can I take care of it before I go to bed? And uh, if I've been angry, how can I get that taken care of before I go to bed? Because all those things are going to mess up my sleep. They're going to interrupt my sleep. But by journaling and writing down also then the positives of your day, what you accomplished, it helps you to see that. It helps you to, uh, uh, to understand what you've accomplished and so forth. Uh, Stephen Covey, which many are familiar with, he says, journaling daily is the most potent and powerful keystone habit that you can acquire. If done correctly, you'll show up better in every area of your life. Wow. Just every area. And again, just so so much research that I've seen lately that tells me this. And we talked about the keystone habits uh, last week. And so I, I agree with that. The third thing, the third thing is to make a plan, journal. The third thing is use time blocks. Use time blocks. Now, this is very practical, but uh, I have been uh, doing this lately, and it actually works. Uh, what they say is that you're, you're set up in your mind to be able to do things in 90-minute time blocks. And so if you would set your focus... That means you've got to turn a lot of stuff off. Set your focus on whatever the project is that you have, and you set your timer for 90 minutes. And when you're done with that 90 minutes, you literally get up, you go walk around. If you want to check your emails quick, just do it. But just get up and walk around, get a little exercise, get a little air, and come back, and your productivity level will skyrocket for you. Your concentration will be better. Your ability to get through the project will be better, and and, and, and and you'll be able to just really take control of that time. So use time blocks throughout your day. And many of us have probably sat for hours upon hours upon hours. And usually after about the second or third hour, you're sitting there thinking, I am getting nothing done. <laughs> I don't know if you've ever done that, but it's like, man, nothing's getting done. And, uh, and so set things in time blocks and use time blocks to accomplish things. One of the best ones will be the morning one. You take that time clock. Block. You don't do anything with your phone, your computer. You just sit there and begin to let the Holy Spirit speak to you and let the Holy Spirit begin to direct you. Uh, because again, the moment you turn your phone on and you're going to go to email, you're going to go to text, it's going to distract your mind. A hook's going to go out there and you're going to struggle maybe even to hear the voice of God. 
And that's what's key, and that's what's critical, I think, in our day, is that the people of God begin to hear the voice of God. So your brain works in 90-minute waves, and if we can ride those waves, we can, we can gain uh, in life. And, and this is going to hopefully help us both practical and spiritual. The fourth thing would be uh, put yourself on airplane mode and your phone. You need to make yourself inaccessible and this may be the evening time and the morning time. You know, you can set it to where you don't go. Uh, you, you only have the phone that will ring in case you think you have an emergency or something uh, on, your, on your thing. You turn off the, uh, put it on airplane mode and, and not get distracted. Because again, I don't know that we've really believed yet how distracted we are every single day. Why is your mind so tired at the end of the day? Why are you so worn out? Why are you so confused? It's we've, we've allowed all these hooks to come in. Uh, the phone's great. I think we all love it, and it has some great benefits to it, but it is totally just pulling us aside and keeping us from focusing. And, and I believe, if, if you hear what I'm saying here, I believe it even hinders our ability to hear God's voice. And it's one of the struggles many people have. Uh, and I'm hearing it more than ever before. I just have a hard time. Why? Because we have these hooks everywhere else. We've never taken advantage of this evening to morning time because we've always worked on a daytime. And then the fifth thing, uh, after we turn, uh, turn things on uh, and, and not be constantly accessible by everyone and everything, I mean... It's got to drive you crazy. It drives me crazy. You can't go anywhere without seeing lights and dings and bells ringing. Isn't that right? I mean, it's just everywhere. It's just everywhere you go. It's just somebody's doing something. And man, if you get in a group text, then it will drive you crazy. Uh, they never stop. And it's like, ah, uh, take me off of the group. How do I get out of here, you know? And uh, it's amazing how distracting that is. But what I really want us to see is that we're taking this prime time where we should be in the evenings home with our family and we are able to actually be present there. Are we present there? Well, that's the time right there is in the evening. As you're winding down, you're winding down from all the, the day planner, you're leaving that, you're closing that. <clears throat> you're winding down from all the busyness and now you're stepping in and saying, you know, I'm preparing for my day. And part of that has to do with connecting with your family, connecting with your kids. How many, how many opportunities have we missed with our family because we got taken out by a phone call? Oh, just one more call. Oh, just one more thing. Oh, just, you know, you, you sit down and, and, and you, you, just, you just totally miss the opportunity with your family because of this. And it just goes day after day after day. It, it, it really shows that the phone and the technology can be very addicting. And that's what we want to break off. And the fifth thing is, uh, the last thing here, is let the sun go down on your technology. Let the sun go down on your technology. Let me just tell you what Cal Newport, uh, he wrote a book called Deep Work. He says, actually, he says he shuts his computer down and he turns off his phone and after, after one last check, and then he actually says, shut down complete, <laughs> shut down complete. So we get to this point where we literally do turn it all off. Let's just turn it off. And, and, and I don't know, you know, uh, completely where we, we draw the line, but many of us have earbuds in constantly. 
We don't know what quiet means anymore. We have something playing constantly. It's a great something, apparently, but it's on constantly. And so if God did want to speak to us, he'd probably have a hard time fighting that. Unless he, you know, managed to get onto your Wi-Fi somehow. <laughs> uh, but it's, it's important for us to realize that we've set ourselves up. Number one, the point would be is to live on our day calendar, which is really the wind-up of our day. And not take advantage of the evening to morning time where we have this few hours to prepare, to connect with family, connect even with people, and then prepare ourselves for bed and get a good night's sleep and wake up and then use that first couple hours, that first couple hours to totally let creativity flow from us. What about the, you know, we said read books or, uh, you know, do a little exercise or just put your plan together for that hour, that couple hours in the morning, and then the rest of that day, you're going to be better prepared to face no matter what goes on, no matter what goes on. But see, we've been so busy that we actually have uh, uh, kept ourselves even distracted from connecting with God himself. And, and God's not hiding from you. He's not hiding from me. God's easy to be found. He simply says, if you seek me, you will find me. But again, maybe we're trying to seek him after all these different hooks are all over the board with this thing and this thing and this thing and this thing. We've not separated ourselves from that long enough to be able to have this quiet, be still and know that he's God. Be still and know that he's God. Take, take your life under more control and consider this, this time slot that I'm talking about and begin to develop a plan for before and after you sleep that being a part of your day, and then the rest of your day. And the Bible does say, if you will seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, all of these things will be added to you. That's Matthew 6, 33. Everything will be added. He'll take care of this time slot of your day if you'll let him begin to get more control of this part and begin to set your time for that. And, and uh, just in closing, just a closing challenge would be two things as far as how do I go to bed when it comes to spiritual things, maybe I just need to, uh, you know, what we would naturally do is undress. Maybe I just need to undress before the Lord. Say, Lord, how are we doing today? Did I listen to you today? Did I, you know, have I sinned against you today that I can t get it taken care of? Can I, can I connect with you tonight as I lay my head uh, on the bed? And Psalms 4, verse 4 says, On your bed, reflect in your heart and be still. Wow. On your bed, reflect in your heart and be still. And just to begin to make it a practice to where every evening as you just get ready, as you're undressing, you're getting ready for bed, that you just do the same thing in your heart and spirit with the Lord. You just say, Lord, how are we doing? How am I doing? And, and again, if you've sinned against him that day through disobedience, man, just repent of it. He's quick to forgive, the Bible says. And then when we wake up, maybe in the morning, maybe a good way is that we start dressing. We normally would start dressing. And Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 11 says this here. It says, put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. Can I just tell you that the devil schemes against you? 
He's out to steal, kill, and destroy. So he's not inactive, but he's active towards you. And, and, and so we get up in the morning, we spend this time with him, and we don't have time to go into uh, the whole armor, but there's, there's a lot of teaching on that. But I, I, I guess the main point is that your morning sets the tone for the rest of your day. And so if you can manage to... Uh, go to bed good, get a good night's sleep, get up in the morning and focus in on him, I think your life will be changed in five years. We will be completely different. Either you run the day or the day runs you. So let's just pray. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you that the word of God is sure and strong. And even as we look into this aspect of uh, evening to morning, and that you called the first day, that, Father, we would begin to have a clearer understanding and maybe put into a, a plan, a greater plan to connect with you and to, uh, Father, draw near to you, draw near to our families, uh, draw near to others, Lord, and, and just begin to have a, a life, uh, as we said at the beginning, a life that's worth living. And that in five years, each one of us would see the effects of this and the impact of this. And we thank you, God, for that. I thank you for every person, Father, that's watching. I pray that quickening and understanding would be there. The power of God would be there. And, Lord, that we would continue to walk in faith with you and with one another. In Jesus' name, amen.